hello. I'm your host, Nikki C, and welcome to another episode of Life Gone in the Way, a podcast that is dedicated to growing, learning, and achieving our lifelong goals. It's been a while. I am just now getting back into the swing of things. So thank you for um, sticking with me and, and, and keeping track of the episodes. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Today, I am here with a special guest. You may remember her from season one, Angie B. We had a whole conversation about... <laughs> lack of discipline and so she is back again and we are just going to talk about some things and and just kind of keep it rolling so angie b thank you for joining me how are you today i'm fine nikki c i'm glad to hear you back on the airwaves again i know i'm trying girl i am trying it's been a while it has it's (laughs) been a while i just want to thank you for being there and sticking with it and uh, coming back on with me and saying, you know, you didn't even hesitate. You're like, yeah. I was like, yes, that's great. So I'm <laughs> excited because some people well, are like, well, I, we- like, I like, I like promoting quality content and uh, life got in the way. And I'm, I'm not just saying this because of my relationship with you, but I'm saying that in general, that's one of the best podcasts. <laughs> And if you're not listening, you're not with it. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I like what it stands for. And so, um, yeah. Appreciate that. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. <laughs> All right. So today we are talking about a topic that has been kind of just around and it, it's growing. And it's called AI, that artificial intelligence, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, that scary topic. <laughs> Scary. Most people are afraid of that ghost in the room <laughs> or that t- 6,000 pound elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and that's yeah. what we're going to talk about today because we, we <laughs> face the elephant in the room. We like, we going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. so. We still are facing it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, and it's creeping up in so many different ways. I talked a little bit about it on my other, the other podcast that, uh, episode that I did. And, and it was just like, yeah, it's crazy. So I was like, that's definitely a hot topic. And it's just um, something that as creative people and as educators that we're seeing it from um, uh, so many different lenses. So I just like, hey, let's talk about it, girl. Let's talk. So what has been your your first kind of introduction into this thing known as AI, so to speak? Okay, I'm not going to go too deep down the rabbit hole, but I do want to give a little bit of context to that. Before AI or chat GPT, I was always following the progression of automation and automation taking control or substituting of certain industries. And I remember going home from work one day and on the radio, um, they were advertising a segment, I believe, on NPR that talked about automation taking the place of lawyers in the next 30 years. And I've wished so much that I I would have found out when that segment aired and watched it. I never followed up with it, but it intrigued me because I said, you know, we knew about automation through fast food, through, through retail customer service, but this is the first time that I, I heard it having a connection to something, I guess, white collar. So Mm -hmm. that was maybe seven, eight years ago. So, uh, and I, and I didn't hear any more about the white collar industries until 
maybe um, November of this past year, 2022, mm. when I had a, um, a colleague of mine talk about, and I don't even think she mentioned chat GPT or AI. We were just talking in general near the end of the semester. And she mentioned that her daughter who, who was in college heard about um, chat GPT. Again, we, I don't think she mentioned the terminology, but mentioned this device that you can put in and just in case people don't know from the last time, I do teach writing um, in higher education, composition and technical writing. And anybody who knows about that knows about composition. There sometimes we give them writing subjects or topics. And she mentioned, she said that her daughter said that all she had to do was put in the actual prompt. And in less than a minute, you would get a complete written document that was halfway decent. And, and, and I was like, wow, wow. But it, but it did not perk up, but it seemed like that conversation, seemed like after that conversation, all through my, my news algorithms, algorithms and everything, I'm hearing, I'm seeing everything about AI, chat, GPT, this, that, and, and how is the end of, of um, college writing, the college essay, this and that, and the other. And in that length of time between November to January, when the spring semester start, I went to, okay, what am I to, should I be concerned? Because it's, I'm hearing all these topics, like beware. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, should I be looking into another industry, another field? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I'm like, should I be sending out resumes or something, um, updates and everything? So I, that was my... I would say within the last six or seven months has been my first intense interaction with this thing called AI. And I can, I guess when we get through the conversation, we'll go further into that. But that was my initial, my initial. Yeah, uh, I didn't, like you said, when you thought about AI, you've been, or just artificial intelligence, even when you watch a movie and stuff, it's like, it's going to take over Mm -hmm. the, basically the blue collar workers positions. Oh, it's mm-hmm. going to take over the, mm-hmm. the you know, you're going to see it at the, the Burger King and the McDonald's. You're going to see it when we, you know, we see the self-checkout or you go to the bank and you don't see the teller. So those were the type of positions that you were like, oh, wow, you know, we should be concerned. But sometimes mm-hmm. when you're not in those types of positions, you're concerned, but to a certain degree, you're like, Mm-hmm. Well, that's ooh, that's gonna suck for those those people that work in that fast food industry. I don't know what they're gonna do. Now you're like, oh wait, now it's affecting copywriters. Oh, and now it's affecting mm-hmm. people in sales. Oh, it's gonna affect lawyers. Oh, it's gonna affect teachers. Oh shoot, it is now at your door. And and I think that's mm-hmm. the part that the people who are more what you say white collar, so to speak, they weren't expecting that. And so you got the blue collar looking at it, ah, now you see how we feel. <laughs> so what you gonna do? And I'm like, is it are there gonna be any jobs? Or is it gonna be a bunch of billionaires <laughs> who don't know how to do anything, who can't write, um, running the world and and everybody else is basically training the AI that's taking over everybody's jobs. So that was another cause so, so my introduction into it was like like you said, it was kind of through work. My supervisor was like, We gotta watch out for this chat GBT. I'm like, What? What are we doing? And then she showed us how it worked and I was like, Oh, Oh, and at first I wasn't concerned. I was like, still, I don't even know about this. <laughs> but then yeah. I had to, I didn't know about it. So I was like, wait. 
Well, you know, we are all connected through all these types of social media. The students definitely are starting to learn about this. And they are learning about, you know, not only what it is, but how to use it. It's just like when you have, um, like when you, when you had Amazon Fire Stick, for example, you had the regular Fire Stick and you had the broken Fire Stick because people learned how to take something and use it to their benefit. So now you have this AI situation and now people are like, okay, so how can I use it? And I'm going to find all kinds of ways to use it that's going to benefit me. But at the same time, it's going to also be kind of scary and kind of go into this idea of what belongs to you and what doesn't belong to you. You know, like we said, you know, Mm -hmm. I can understand why educators are upset because now you have students that are just like, well, what's the point of having to write a paper when I could just have AI write a paper for me? You know, why create a resume when AI can create a resume for me? So that's kind of where we at. And if they they get... And if they're getting the information I'm getting, they're finding out that it that it's to their benefit. But um, there's several things I fear with this AI, a lack, and and some say that we already experiencing this with social media, a lack of strong critical thinking, inquisitiveness, and I'm not saying that professional or composition writing or writing in general was the precipice of that, but in writing and writing documents and writing pieces, it did involve some level of development of the process of exploration and everything. Those things that I that I love about it more so than creating the doc, creating a work itself or a document itself is the things that you learn along the way. Are we going to become a society that's susceptible to our thinking being? only limited to just putting things into a key, to just motion, and nothing against blue-collar professions. Uh, I come from a blue-collar background, and I think sometimes I feel like I'm still one foot in blue-collar industry Me and too. blue-collar work. Um, and just to, just to go back to that, when I felt that it was just affecting blue-collar workers, when I heard the lawyer, that segment on the lawyer that was a wake-up call saying that it could maybe it could affect white collar industries, but I do, but I was probably not to say that I was to the point where I was concerned having a picket sign like stop, stop <laughs> AI, stop, stop automation. But I had a concern, even though it wasn't really affected me or people closest to me. I do have friends and family down the way that are in those industries that are being affected by automation. But just the general mankind anyway, because what is my biggest fear? And I don't want to scare anybody about AI because there are some people who who are enlightened by it. And I don't want to take that away from people. But my thing is, is that my biggest fear is that we'll become just a, a people who are just laborers with no with no way to progress see any type of type of success and I don't even mean monetary success the type of success the type of fulfillment you get when you're exploring doing new things learning new skills this if this is taking over all your skill set to where you're just or limiting the levels things that you can do that is my biggest fear 
and where there's only going to be a small minority of people who are going to be making a profiting off of that. Mm -hmm. Are they, are we creating a society where we society where the majority of the people will not have to think, will not have to worry. Will we just be workhorses and everything? And, and, and not everybody, just like everybody's not meant for white collar work. Everybody's not meant for blue collar work. Exactly. But is that going to limit us to all of us just being in one certain thing? That is, that is being my fear. And I might be reaching, but that's, that's being, that's my growing fear of this thing. Uh, I don't know if it's reaching because if anybody ever mentioned, um, remembers this is a um, book called 1984 by George Orwell. Um, <laughs> he was talking about that in 1948. He was like, you know, one day you're going to have these mm-hmm. machines. They're going to be listening into you while you're in your homes. They're going to be able to monitor and hear what you're saying. And, you know, we yeah. got those devices and we carry those around willingly. They're called our cell phones. Mm-hmm. They're called, you know, mm-hmm. our computers. And then we wonder why, you know, we could be talking about mayonnaise. And then all of a sudden we got all mm-hmm. this stuff on our phone and our emails about some mayo. <laughs> you know, so it's just like <laughs> we've had AI for a minute, but it's been slowly oh, yeah. implemented into our lives. And to the point where we didn't we blink, you know, what seems like a fun little filter on a TikTok video is actually, you know, you're feeding the machine like you're teaching AI how to replace you. You're teaching AI how to mm-hmm. take your image. You're teaching AI how to, you know, use your wording. Oh, you know, I've just been using Grammarly. Mm-hmm. This works good. And I'm, there are things where AI can be beneficial if it's used, like you said, mm-hmm. if it's used in a proper way. But we have people that don't always do things the proper way. You're saying that you want people to be responsible with this technology. Mm-hmm. And it's like you're saying, we're going to roll it out because people are going to be responsible with it. And I'm like, these are the same people that you said we're going to be responsible with social media. And yet here we are. (laughs) We have Mm cyberbullying. We have all kinds Mm of things. And y'all didn't, y'all just thinking that this is a way for us to connect and meet without thinking about what Mm -hmm. are the long-term implications of this what are the long-term effects of using this and how is it going to affect people's mental connections and their and their ability to communicate we didn't think about any of that when we rolled out social media it was like this is just fun we all connected we all love each other this is great Mm -hmm. good times and now Mm -hmm. we're looking like oh the effects of long-term effects of social media have been detrimental to the to our society and our abilities to communicate and connect with one another we have more ways to connect than ever and we are the most socially disconnected society (laughs) that we've ever seen because we don't know how we don't know social cues we don't know how to socially communicate you know, you have people that don't know how to talk to people in person because they've only done it online. You can be a, a, a menace to the society, you know, but in person, you can't say two words mm-hmm. to me. I'm like, say, you know, have that mm-hmm. same energy that you had while you got your little Twitter fingers out saying all this stuff. And now I'm standing in mm-hmm. front of you. You can't say anything. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I th- yeah. Um, and, 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 you know, I think, you know, it has to be something when uh, myself, who's 
grew up being a, a social pariah takes a step back from social media because it's this it's just too much. It's just too much. Mm-hmm. I, it's something. It's just something. And I'm I'm old school in that matter, but just something when it when nothing to me beats regular verbal communication. How are you doing? I would say it surpassed text messaging sometimes, just hearing someone's voice. It means a lot. And even a step further, being in contact with one another, give hug, communication, handshakes. I know we're in the era of, of post-pandemic when when those interactions are we're more cautious on those things yet. But mm-hmm. it, it, it but it seemed like we we were closer to our humanity. And that's I think that's what I'm I'm afraid of. And that each with these things, bit by bit, our humanity is being inked out mm. yeah. um, of existence. So, uh, you know, it's it's a lot. People saying, well, you worried about a job. Yeah, I'm worried about my job, but I, I'm worrying about the state of society, too. Yeah. And, and, you know, and even if I can't get another job. Mm-hmm. But you can't, I can't get another job. Yeah, you can't get an, you can get like, another job like you said, but you humanity is kind of like a you know once that goes, <laughs> we, how do we get that back? Because we have been chipping away at our humanity for so many years, and I think the pandemic we found it, and then we also lost it because <laughs> it became mm-hmm. even more. Because you also at the minute at the height of being more connected to family and things like that. Now you have mm-hmm. this other thing that was brewing on the side of that, that was causing this disharmony. So it was like, okay, how do we navigate still being connected as, as humans and staying away at the same time? It, it was a, it was hard. And now we're back into the workforce and we're trying to get back mm-hmm. to where we were. But mm-hmm. now we have a whole nother thing that that has been brewing and it's this artificial intelligence. And it was all cool while we was in the pandemic and we was, you know, seeing mm-hmm. how we can filter our face and and put, you know, Will Smith's mm-hmm. face on, on somebody else. And <laughs> it was all cute and dandy. But now it's a situation where Will Smith is like, well, I don't know, my likeness should be able to just be all out there like that. And you can just oh, switch yeah. it up how you want and you can create a false reality and in an age where we live in false realities that can be a very scary thing because people can be very um tized and they can be a little delusional and they could create a world that doesn't exist like you know oh i want to be a writer today so i'm gonna use chat gpt and i'm gonna just write my book and then put my name on it and people feed off of that. Mm-hmm. People feed off of that. Not only just getting self-gratification, but they feed off of other people's delusionment. Um, mm-hmm. Going back to the AI and the humanity, uh, um, a couple of months ago, there was, um, there's been a couple of instances where people were either have created someone else's vo- voice to get to pretend like they had kidnapped a loved one to get ransom money. Yes, or I saw to, that. That was that was horrifying because if you are somewhere, somebody like me, I have a, a an elderly parent who lives who lives alone, and I get a phone call like that, and I worry a lot. <laughs> you know, you gonna be like, well, what, what can I do? What do I need to do? And everybody, ready to send you know, your whole bank account? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, and so I know people 
because I know people look at, okay, you mentioned um, the Will Smith thing, and I know people talk about there's a new there's a new new Drake song that's out there. There's, there's the AI Drake, and people like, I've heard people say they like that, that song better than some of the official, uh, authentic Drake's music. Um, I, I think you brought up a good point. I think people, uh, until it hits their actual doorstep, I think people are either going to ignore it or, or they may invite it to some, or support it in some ways if it's benefiting them. And I'm not saying not to do that, but I definitely think some level of regulations should be in place. Yeah. Because someone mentioned that on a talk show, what if uh, what if it takes all the jobs? <laughs> and again, that's <laughs> well, the AI thing. could if, be president. Shoot, probably do yeah, a better job. Takes, uh, hey, hey. I mean, based on what's going on now and what's going on in Congress and and uh, and, and state legislatures and everything, yeah. a lot of people might say, "Well, what? How much worse can AI?" But you don't. But you don't know. If, you don't know if people are are thinking thinking that way. And like you said, we've become so disconnected. This is it's going to become more of a comfort than ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it is not going to hit certain people until it it hits them. Like, you know, Mitch McConnell or somebody else uh, higher up, they're not going to think about what AI, the damage AI can do until it's at their doorstep, you know, until it's now it could replace you. Now, all of a sudden, it's going to be an issue, but it's not an issue now because the people who are promoting it are making a lot of money. I mean, there are people in AI, they are already in the billions. They're already made billions. And it and it's going to yeah. keep increasing. The rich are going to continue to get rich at the expense of humanity, our culture, our societies. Yeah. You know all of that. And it's like, uh-huh. dang, are we? When are we going to say that we, we should? Like you said, we need to have some type of way to monitor it or to have boundaries. Something needs to be set in place now. We shouldn't wait till something happens because that's that's. Well, I think- I think that's the, I think that's what um, the writers and the actors are doing with the strike. Yeah, because a part of their their negotiations is providing uh, regulations on on AI. And I don't know if talks because I I don't follow. I'm not in the Hollywood Hollywood world, but I've been following it lately because. A part of that deals with AI, and it can be a slippery slope. I know a lot of people saying, "Well, um, that's Hollywood. That's not me. That's that's their fantasy world. Is not that's not me." And I think if you really pay attention to it, they talk about only a small percentage of writers and actors are making the money. Exactly. So you, so when you see people, it's bad enough now. And I was looking at a show the other day when it was talking about during this writer strike, they an actor strike, they already having rappers or musicians um, filling in the roles where where it's normally actors. And they th- and I'm thinking about what about the people who are going to school for these skills, for for screenwriting, for actor acting. And these people have they they have a discipline. They have skills they are practicing they have a gift um they have for the writers they have a story a background that is something 
unless I, maybe I haven't lived long, that's something I don't ever think can ever be replaced right. effectively. They are trying to replace it nevertheless, and it can be replaced, but will it be effective? And I don't think I want it to be effective because when I, when I read books and when I read things, um, one of the things I look forward to is knowing who wrote these stories yeah. Um, and who and acted in these performances and what were, their no, what were their motivations behind that? And you can have someone, um, uh, artificial intelligence device, to do that. They're not going to give you that. Well, if they do give you a story, you're going to believe it. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you know, you know, people don't fact check probably, no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm, I'm saying this because, I, you know, and I'm, and I, over the years, I'm, I don't want to put on my conspiracy theory hat in this situation. But I, I just feel like we're, we're devolving into a, a society of um, non-compassionate, stoic. We're working towards, or someone's trying to get us towards mm-hmm. a society of non, non, um, non-compassionate, stoic, mm-hmm. monolithic laborers where we're just if we're doing if we're doing anything at all because that's if they that's if there's any labor for us where these top tier people these top tier people who are profiting from this automation from ai from chat gpt and 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 they are people who are combating that or who are trying to put in place regulation or put in place things where on my end in my industry you can tell if somebody's producing, if their work is produced by AI. Problem is, as opposed to other plagiaristic type of devices that gives you an origin where that information yeah, is taken cite the from. source. Yeah, I really... don't see that. Yeah, and so and then... it tells you in a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, it tells you in a disclaimer that this person who's written it shouldn't be penalized for it. As a disclaimer, it says this should not be a punishment for the, I don't know, I think the student or the writer or something. The disclaimer of this almost like, okay, speculation. Mm-hmm. It could, it couldn't be, but most likely it, it's detected that it is mainly written by AI and not human. Yeah, I was talking to the, the guest that I had on before this episode. When we were talking about how, you know, the... The good thing is, you know, as teachers and educators, we know our students and we know how they write, how they talk. And we've seen their stuff. We've seen your writing. And then all of a sudden you become you're just like Shakespeare with your pen. And you just you just looking at this and uh, all of a sudden you you just as wise as James Baldwin or something with your pen. And I was like, wait a minute now. I, <laughs> I've read your work and it's not mm-hmm. this. And so they can't be like, oh, no, that's me. That's not you. Mm-hmm. That may you may have thought of the idea, but these words are not of you. You may like and said, like um, the last guest said, mm-hmm. copied and pasted it, but it's not you. And that's where integrity and and how can we say that as students, the students need to have a certain level of integrity with their writing when you have educators or other people higher up that are using the software and then trying to act like they weren't? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think it was a thing where it was, yeah. I don't remember if it was the school in Michigan where there was uh, something happened mm-hmm. and they were supposed to put out an announcement 
to the families of, of, of something, whatever happened on campus. And whichever ch- chat GPT or whatever AI they used had a watermark. So they didn't even know mm-hmm. when they put it out that it's going to say at the end, this was generated by such and such, which I think that's maybe one of the ways that they can hold students accountable. Because if a student knew that there was going to be yeah. something that would pop up, I don't know, in the line of code when they copy and paste mm-hmm. or something where it shows that, yes, this student mm-hmm. did use this, I think they would think twice about using it to try to get over on uh, the professors and, and then, and then, you know, um, people who are in higher, po- you know, you shouldn't be able to be a manager and you can't write something, <laughs> you know, use proper grammar to well, a degree, you know, you writing. Well, I'm, well, that, that's just a mean thing. <laughs> that's our discipline. I mean, even before AI, there were people who, who couldn't yeah. write well. But the problem with that, but the problem with that is um, the training or the money put forth for workshops. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of employers complain about that. That's why sometimes, and I've been in interviews myself where, and interviews where I, I tell my students, I a secretarial position, you had to do a time writing. Yeah, to writing show that you have some kind of skill set. Uh, yeah, yeah. But going back to the classrooms, this AI, what's been a struggle with me personally is that it's drawing that line of actually teaching your craft, teaching your course to your students and, and implementing and stressing that and policing because mm-hmm. the stuff is out there. And I know I did a, uh, myself and a couple of colleagues did an introductory um, presentation during our spring conference on chat GPT and AI just to introduce it to our department. And um, and I I had to talk about some of the benefits of, of chat GPT and um, or what are some of the things we can do to combat it. And I, I was realistic and I st- think I'm still realistic. There's no really, I don't know, even up to day of a any full 100% way of fully combating that. But what you don't want to do, and I was trying to tell that, and sometimes we end up kind of falling into old patterns of doing stuff. It's over-policing that. Because for me, to over-police that is taken away from doing what you say, talking about the integrity. What I did this particular semester, I had students to... I. I made it more um, progress intensive, which I, not to say I didn't do it in the past, but you had to provide some document, something in progress to determine this is what you're doing, this is how you're developing your subject for this particular work. Um, if not, you got points deducted. Now, what I wanted to do, but I scaled back from doing that because I didn't want to be too cold-hearted was just don't take don't accept the paper mm-hmm. at all. But I did take points off, but I am wrestling with that because part of it is the process to get you to to that destination, the pro- the progress. What did you do? What did you research? What did you know prior to tackling the subject? What did you learn on this end? Because that's what education is about. That's a whole nother subject, but but it has to deal with 
students really knowing what higher education is about. That's a whole other subject because I think education, and I'm not blaming any one entity on that, I get a lot of students who feel that it's just getting over. Everything is about getting over. If I can do what I need to do to get by and not go through this process, chances of me um, getting a good paying job with a college education is a bit better right now, right now, because they are leaning, some industries are leaning more towards skills. It's a lot better for me to get this college education. I may not particularly want to go. My heart may not be in it, but I'll do what I have to do. But you've always had that too. But it's just trying to input that, at least something in that, to say that they, that this journey, since you are here, make it worth worth the sacrifice, worth you not wanting to be here, get something out of it. And not just because if you're trying to skip steps, and if you're doing that now, it's probably going to follow you it in the can. workplace. Uh- and the work workforces and the workforce mm-hmm. and that's one thing that may not change the workforce and the rigor of that is not going to change there's always going to be employers and i know um people are railing back on i think some of it's justifiable of the demands of employers but it's always going to be employers who want you to do the work the way they want to exactly. do it and i tell students i tell students in my tech writing class just think about some of you all. A lot of them want to be entrepreneurs. Are you, When you hiring somebody, are you hiring them to just... They want to do it? Based on their own autonomy mm-hmm. to do... Yeah. Or you want them to do the way you want... Want them to do the work the way you want to do it. You got to think about it that way. Now, treatment and humane, inhumane, that's another story. But just doing the work. So it's, it's, it's a lot with that. But I'm saying all that because... The, the piece with the AI and the choice, the decision to use chat GPT or any AI, that's, that's in effect. And I have not yet, I didn't have too many students this semester who use AI, but the few that I did, they were students. I didn't have too much work to reference them, to reference their writing on, but based on what they did in my class, they didn't do that much. So I, you can't tell me that, that for 8, 12, 10, 10, 12 weeks, you did nothing. And then once you do turn something in, it's right. Shakespeare. It's like the best yeah, thing ever. Here. I'm like, Ooh, where has this been <laughs> all these eight weeks? <laughs> you, I haven't you, seen anything like this. You had this juice. <laughs> You saw you had this jewel for last. <laughs> Teach, I just want to look. I just I, hey, I just want to get off on a good note. You've been reading all these bad papers here. here. Hey, giving giving it to you. Didn't want to didn't want to didn't want to take too put too much on you all at once. But here's a masterpiece. You don't even need so, to grade it. It's an A. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're gonna be like, oh, so you wrote that? Okay, okay, yeah. One thing I say, one thing I say when we did the presentation, one of my colleagues um, put, did a uh, pulled up a document, did a document through ChatGPT. She didn't tell tell anyone else. She had um, the people who were there, the other faculty members in the department, to evaluate that document. And 
I'm going to tell you, one might have been one or two people that gave that document a failing grade. They didn't get an A, but most got a C at best. Mm -hmm. um, but mainly a lot of that was built on organization and grammar. But the, the content was still very stoic. And uh, uh, one of my dear friends who works in the IT department, she, she tells me that still with AI, that a lot of the stuff that they, they're getting is from information that's already out there. So if you, so if that's going to always be the case, because I don't know, I don't know, because they, they, they're improving this thing by the minute. But if it's something where chat GPT and AI is getting the information from, um, from information that's already out there, but what's going to happen when we don't have that information to supply it? If, if people are going to look, look at that, if people are going to look towards that or rely on that. It gets smarter because we are smart. And every time we use it, mm -hmm. it gets better. Like that woman in the article, uh, I think you sent me that article about the woman who was a copywriter and she lost mm -hmm. her job. And then they basically said, hey, we can't give you that job, but you can come work for us and train the AI that we software that we have and it'll be better. And she was like, and I would love to say that I didn't take that job, <laughs> but I had pills to pay and I got to feed my family. So that's what I did. So she took right. it. And then that's the thing where you want to say your morals and your values and your, you stand on principle. But sometimes when you got to pay your bills, you got to do what you got to do. And that's the, that's the part right there. And they know that. People who make that stuff, they know that. They know you're going to be in a desperate situation. That's just like the execs that are holding out for this um, writer strike and the SAG strike. They're like, mm, just wait till they, when they got to pay their mortgage and they can't afford it. They'll be back. They'll be begging back. And then that's their, what they're going for. They got money. So they ain't worried. But it's when it's going to start hitting their pockets that it's going to be like, oh, okay, well, we knew this strike was coming. So they got movies galore. I think the last time we had a strike we felt it a little bit sooner because all of a sudden everything was reality television and horrible game shows. Some of the worst game mm -hmm. shows came out of that, that segment of time, but we ran out of stuff to watch. It was kind of like the pandemic. We saw a little bit of that. It wasn't a writer's strike, but because of the pandemic, we ran, we were running out of stuff to watch <laughs> on television. Like, mm -hmm. like, Oh shoot. Why not show going to come back come back in a couple of years, I guess. It's tiring, girl. So I, yeah. I don't know. This AI's to be continued. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. one of those things. My, yeah, but we don't know. My looming question to the listeners is: How can we rally against that to where AI can be our, our friend and not turn coat and become our worst enemy? Where we're not trained. Right. How that. do we work with it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and how can we rally against big wigs? Because what you say, they won't people in Hollywood, the industry heads, they saying the quiet part out loud now. They they don't care about your well-being. Mm -hmm. They don't care about you. Yeah. They don't care you don't have no health benefits. Well, you should have picked a different mm -hmm. field. That's what they saying. Meanwhile, they're making a whole lot of money off of your craft. Like, okay, you think Marvel would be making all that money if it wasn't for the actors that were in Marvel? Now they're just like, well, we'll just use the likeness of you and we'll just mm -hmm. keep replicating it. And we'll make a whole movie without you in it. 
And uh, and you, it really made me think about that when the guy from, uh, was it Fast and Furious passed away? And that's another mm-hmm. thing in the clause that they're just like, hey, we can't, you can't use our likeness once we're gone. <laughs> and I know they did it to finish the movie, but it was a little creepy. I could almost contend with that if their families were mm-hmm. to get that perpetuity towards that. Families, their children and their children's children or their families would descendants would profit from that. I guess my concern is if you like doing blue collar profession that's not being bothered by it and this is the thing I'm this is not something to 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 promote people, well, we gotta go to gotta go to college, you gotta do this and everything. Is I'm saying that I fear that this thing could hit everybody eventually. Everybody. Mm-hmm. I saw a robot Putting pizzas in the pizza box. I, they talking about they talking about cars. One of my Facebook friends posted a video where there was a nurse, but it was a robot that was going around checking on the guests and stuff mm-hmm. and making sure they were good. And I mean, it looked like a robot rolling around. I think it was Nurse Rosie or something. I don't know, <laughs> or Nurse Betty or whatever the the the, the robot was called. It was just like wow, nurses. When you have like you know different surgeries and stuff now. The doctors don't even, the machine can perform the the surgery. You know, the doctor, you know, of course, can navigate and and run the machine, but a machine will be there (laughs) with you, you know. So, I mean, there's benefits to, you know, this this enhanced intelligence, but then there's also some drawbacks. Like you said, just to ask the audience, how do we have that balance? Yeah, because I because I mean to me it's not it's more than just having a job and just making money. It's is because again I I also have the realization that the way the workforce is now, and you just mentioned it, Nikki, when you talked about those executives in Hollywood, employers at the end of the day, I I wish I could say all of them do care about you, and I and there maybe some do, but something were to happen to you today. Yes, they will replace you for another human being. So this is already out. It's, that's already out there. But while you're here, while you're here and you're able to work and you're able to, and I may be t- talking a little bit uh, whimsical, being a, that I am sort of considered a creative, but I. But what about our dreams and our visions and our, and our goals and things that that. That, that fulfills us and fulfills our, our our needs and and what about the artists and the people who like to paint and people who like to take pictures and and everything and you like when people have it and 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 you might want to make a little bit of profit I'm not saying you're gonna be a billionaire by it, but I don't want to be replaced I mean I don't want to be replaced I don't want my I know that I can be replaced on a job but I don't want my whole existence to be replaced i just uh, right. so so and like i said i might be overreaching on where this thing might can go i would love to see some regulations um put into place to where if it comes down to because even with the with previous inventions and technology it did come with the casualty of some jobs so i'm not a I'm a realist to that point, but I would like to have it in a way that if that comes down, that people who will have to be affected by that will have a plant be able to transition into that. 
because some people like doing what they do. You know, some people, some people um, like driving trucks. Some people like doing this. And I'm saying that because I'm thinking about Uber, Lyft. What about if this, um, are they coming up with vehicles where there where they won't be drivers? If they perfect yeah. that, they are already doing stuff in the air. Oh, yeah, crap. the drones yeah, and stuff. Yeah, they already do. I don't want my pharmacy stuff dropped from a drone, but I understand <laughs> them being able to go get it. <laughs> I was like, I guess. Yeah, there's people who, other than just getting a paycheck, there's people who get a lot of fulfillment for, from a job. It may not even be a job that they went to school for or that they're passionate about. It could be the interaction with people. I just don't want it to rip our humanity apart because that uh, rip our goals and dreams apart. Because that that is what scares me about the development of this, because I feel like we're getting in an age where, like you said, our humanity is, is unraveling. It's unraveling. It's not just with AI, but we're talking about it today. But it's, and I don't know, of course, we've always been an unkind society, but I think we, our humanity was a little bit more intact. And I feel like mm-hmm. the man versus the, machi- the machine, and forgive me, I didn't read 1984. So I don't know if that theme of man versus the Oh, great. Man, got man, deep. Man. I mean, we were all walking around like robots. So, it was, I mean, it was like literally factory workers. And they got, they, everything was monitored, Mm -hmm. how they lived. They couldn't really have a life outside of work. And this guy was, he was literally trying to, to have a life, to fall in love, to do things. And it was like, no, 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 none of that. We control everything. You, and then when you get out of line, Mm -hmm. they were, they were right on them following it. And that's where that whole big brother's watching you. That's how big brother even came about because someone's always watching. So it was just that, and that was 1948. It was a it was a movie about it too. It was a movie was a little drop, but the book was really, really touched on some stuff that now you're looking like is that so? That wasn't so far fetched. It seemed so far fetched in 1948, but now but your, no, not so. But much. your synopsis of this book is where I'm afraid our our actual reality is going to take us, and mm-hmm. I'm seeing it unfortunately politically too. And I'm not going to bring up political affiliations there, but I just know that there are some politicians that are urging that us being in a sort of a a dictatorship do not want us to live Mm -hmm. our best lives. We're supposed to be a nation of free thinking, free speech, free freedom, really freedom. And I, and I, I feel that some of the stuff is going to take us away from that. And I'm, I'm going to stick with the free thinking because I think it's doing that already. And I really fear for this, this election cycle because I fear that that's going to, and it's, and I've already seen it in some political ads where people are taking, um, doing manipulations of people likeness and put it in, in the ads. Mm -hmm. It's a scary thing. Well, you know what? We are not going to solve it. Yeah. <laughs> All the life's issues and solve the, 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 the defalling, the falling of humanity mm-hmm. on this episode. But what we can do, we can focus on how we as individuals, as creators can continue to push that positivity, can continue to make great art, great, great writing, great, great 
music, and we can remind the world that that's what makes, I don't want to say those words, but that's what makes society wonderful. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to use that catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> giving anybody accolades there but this is you know that's what's gonna make us kind of just you know we continue to give our all in society our writing our work and just we're gonna make we're not gonna let this bring us down but we it's good to have those conversations to understand that hey it is out there we need to be aware of it and we need to know how to plan and navigate it accordingly we don't have the answers on how to do that but at least we want to put that out there because, you know, that is a part of life getting in the way, you know. Mm-hmm. It could get in the way of your your work situation. It can get in the way of how you create. So just understanding and being able to navigate it accordingly. And that's why I like that's Nikki all C. I think, that's, all we that's why I like Nikki C. Life gets in the way. You're the optimism. Optimist. I agree. Thank you. I agree. Thank you. I try. I try. <laughs> So, you know what? I was like, you know, I was I told you I was going to go back a couple of years when we talked about our our discipline yeah. and everything cuz our whole our whole episode was about how, you know, years ago prior to mm-hmm. that, you had told me that I lacked discipline. So, here we are, mm-hmm. 2 years later. How 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 are you with your discipline and how how is it going? Cuz I could tell you how it's going for me. Um, well, I, I'm just starting. <laughs> well, I said in the, I said in the last episode that you should have been the one kicking me in the pants then because I lacked the discipline. It's a day to day struggle. I think I was at a different place then. Certain things, certain life things occurred since that time that if I had approached you then, not going through what I've been through since then. Maybe I would have said it a little bit more tactfully, or maybe I would have been a little bit more sensitive. And I'm not saying that I was wrong or right, but um, it came, that discipline or lack of, it came home to bite me. So um, since then, am I uh, I 100% disciplined? No. (laughs) But but certain things that, uh, that hindered me from, from maintaining my discipline. It's, it's just, I just have to fight, fight. It's a, every day is a struggle. Every day is a battle. And I'm always at war with that inner voice telling you what you, what you can do, what you can't do. And I think discipline has, or lack of has something to do with that. It's not, it's not just automatic laziness. It's, it's battling what those insecurities or what those barriers, barriers are that, that keep you from doing, going forth and doing what you need to do or what you want to do, and um, and that's what I'm that's what I'm doing. I'm working on a few things. I'm not gonna say too much about it now because I want to surprise people okay. when it comes out. But uh, all right, <laughs> yeah, all but, right. Um, um, but the discipline. If I have to say what's been consistent, it's just my attitude. I'm trying to be less mm-hmm. of a cynic. And I think I have, I think I am becoming less of a city. I'm I'm having friends like Nikki C um, has helped, (laughs) you know, and I'm going back because that, that last, that exit out of AI, AI conversation, it it sent me, it really sent me. I, I, I felt it. So it's given me some type of confidence boost that, that there are more of us who love our society, who love authenticity and integrity and everything. And I think discipline has to do with a state of mind, a state of being. And that's 
that's been ongoing, being a better you, being a better me. And um, that's where my discipline is, um, becoming the best person I can be. I can be wonderful in my skill set if I'm not reaching people in that way. And I, and I think that fuels me more now than it did then when I told you you lack discipline. Not to say that I was an uncaring person, because that's not what I was, but um but I no, no, no. I, but I not by any means, but um I I I sound like a broken record when I talk about humanity, but I really have been cold toe to toe with my humanity over the last few years. So that's where my discipline is becoming a better being. And I think if I become that and work on myself, then any of the other goals, professional, professional wise, creative wise, I think they are falling into place. So what about you, Nikki? I love that. And <laughs> you know what, first I have to say, I love your response because I think that that is so important. Just our, how can we be better you know what I mean how can we expect more from others when we have to give ourselves you know we have to do it for ourselves first mm-hmm. it's like you know before you know that that um where um uh, Will Smith always gives that analogy of when you're on the airplane and they tell you to put the oxygen mask on you're supposed to put yours on first mm-hmm. then you put on the people's around you because uh, you can't help anybody if you coughing and choking <laughs> so you know so like you know we're we're putting on our our armor we're getting ourselves ready so mm-hmm. even with this whole AI situation we're putting on we're being our best versions of who we are as people mm-hmm. so we can have bring out our most authentic selves. And I think that that's so important to take care of ourselves, take care of our authenticity, our genuineness, so that when we put it out there into the world, we're giving humanity back, right? And as for me, I have been slowly working on our discipline. I had to learn to allow myself grace, right? And I think that we all are we all have issues with giving ourselves that grace mm-hmm. because we're like, oh, I'm going to, or we put too much on ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to write for two hours every day. <laughs> like, you know, like, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be Toni Morrison and I'm going to write all morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, look, let's, let's start. So I started to make smaller goals because I, I used to teach this to mm-hmm. students, you know, smart goals, specific and measurable and all that other stuff and make sure it's attainable. So, realistic and has a real time frame. Oh, I still remember that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the teacher with that. But um, yeah, so I really had to get specific with my goals and just make it smaller. Like, okay, let me do 20 20 minutes Mm -hmm. of writing um, a day, you know, or 30 minutes. And then, and if I do good and, or maybe not every day, maybe three times a week so that I'm starting to, build my discipline but I'm starting to go slowly instead of putting so much on myself to be like you know because I would have really on the realistic I'm gonna write an hour every day I'm gonna write two hours every day and then I was like that's not realistic because I'm going to consistently break that so and then if I don't uh, you know do writing then give myself grace well maybe do some reading mm-hmm. or maybe write an email or research something on a on how to write a query letter, anything that is to the craft. So I'm giving myself grace Mm -hmm. and I'm doing smaller things and I've become successful. 
I'm being, I'm seeing results mm -hmm. with the little mm -hmm. because I'm, I'm inching away instead of giving myself a week or two to write a whole screenplay. <laughs> let me give myself some months mm -hmm. and write a little bit at a mm -hmm. time. And that seems to be going a lot better for me. So that's where I'm at. I am taking things a little bit at a time because uh, I'm going to talk about in one of my episodes about how even with this podcast, life got in the way, you know, and it was just like I had a lot of excuse my language, a lot of shit going on, and I can, and I was like, and now I'm just like I burnt myself out, and then I was like I'm just gonna take a break for like a day, and then you know the couple then was a couple of days and it was a couple of weeks and it was a couple of months and then I didn't even I didn't even do a proper send off I didn't even say I would I'll be right back <laughs> I just kind of just dropped. I just dropped everything. And then that's what you don't want to do. You don't want to get to that point where you're just dropping everything. You're just like, yeah. I ain't even say bye. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I can't do it no more. I can't hold it. Yeah. But I've, I've, I'm slowly picking things back up and I'm just working at my yeah. pace. So that's, that's yeah, how I'm and I, and I just want to add, and the discipline is not perfection. You, you're going to mess up. You're going to get things um, wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's and I think that's where... That's where it hits a lot of us a lot of times where we sort of hard on ourselves. I by no means am perfect. And um and I think I was under that direction that you get things right, you get things done and it's effective and it's okay to get messy sometimes. And and um and I'm an educator but I'm but I always tell my students I'm a lifelong learner. Um I think I even put that before an educator. So learning, like you said, I like setting new goals, learning new things. Even if it's not in my craft, even if it's not in my discipline. Um, just to just to learn new things that make me a more well-rounded, um, better person. And I think I think if you're living in this world and you're and you're and you're not trying to tap out of it, I think you got have a bit of discipline there yourself yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> right Ooh. all right well you know what thank you so much it has been a pleasure having you on as a co-host and and just talking about this topic i know it's a crazy topic but hey if i'm going to talk about it with somebody i gotta talk about it with somebody <laughs> who understands and who gets it so thank you so much for being so gracious and, and coming through and I appreciate it. And I just want to thank all the listeners who continue to listen. I know I've been gone for a while, but I'm back. I'm trying to be. So I'm trying to maintain a level of discipline <laughs> and continue to bring and <laughs> continue to come back month uh, week after week. And I just hope that you guys can continue to come back with me. And um, I'm over and out. This is life got in the way. And sometimes life does get in the way. But hey, we're human. And we're just going to have to keep pushing forward each day. All right. You all take care. And thank you so much.